0: Welcome to Vice and Vincent, a shortcut to a good time. I'm Vice. And I'm Vincent. Taylor, how's your week been?
1: It's been good, Coop. Um, it's felt great weather-wise, and the sun has been out almost every day. Middle of the day, it gets pretty
0: hot, and I'm thinking it's here to stay. Old man winter has finally gone to bed for the year. We won't see him creeping around these parts until December. Yeah, and um, I'm,
1: I'm thinking we're going to have this springtime and on to summer, and... Not have any more cold, thankfully, because you know me. I am not a fan of that cold. Yeah,
0: you're, you're, not a, you're, you're, a, you're cold-blooded. I've always said that about you. You've always said that. You're very reptilian and, and, and icy in your demeanor that's, and in your physiology. That's just true. Yeah, that's inherently true about you. There's no denying
1: it, no arguing That's why it's my favorite thing. And now these warm afternoons,
0: I can just lay down and... <laughs> the past few months, you've had to have a heat lamp. Yeah, that you will kind of lay yeah, out there. Yeah, that got expensive. Yeah, uh, it did. Sure. It brought our bill up way too much. But now the sun is your heat lamp. That's true. But
1: but that's all beside the point. We're happy either way. Yes. That is now warm. There is that cool breeze, so it still kind of gets a little cool for you, Cooper.
0: It's nice. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. A, I'm. I like. I like the coolness. I. Uh, I'm. I'm hot blooded. I. Uh, I. You know, I need a nice breeze you need or some to check AC. Check and see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I, did you hear? I went to the uh, to the health center. I have a fever of 103. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> I think
1: I think that's a song.
0: I uh, I believe it is. You know, the temperatures changing. It's warmer. It's springtime, and uh, spring makes me think of, in my opinion, the best of the spring holidays, Easter.
1: Easter is a good holiday, Cooper. I can't think of any other holiday in springtime.
0: Uh, you know, you get a uh... You get St. Patrick's Day, which is, I guess, oh, technically right. technically a couple days shy of before when spring officially starts. But ain't nobody going to come to you saying that St. Patrick's Day is a winter holiday. That's true. That is clinical. Um, I would agree
1: with that. But I mean, Easter is a good holiday. It comes with lots of good things. It comes with the Easter bunny. Mm-hmm. It comes with uh, the rising of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And all that that entails. Yeah. Whatever
0: your family tradition is of that Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. And some good candy. In my opinion, Easter is the fourth best candy holiday. What are your top three? Well, I'll, I'll run them down for you real quick, and I think you'll find that this makes a lot of sense. Number one with a bullet. Halloween. Yes, of course. A holiday. Anyone eat, says otherwise is crazy. A, a holiday pretty much dedicated to candy. Neck and neck. Valentine's Day in number two, Christmas in number three. Mm. That might seem controversial to some. I think I'll find a lot of people saying that those two should be flipped. And my thinking on that candy is sharing Christmas with a lot of other things. Right. Christmas is a lot going for it. Yeah. Christmas has presents, it has food, it, it has family. Has, it has family, friends, which are kind of like family. Yeah. In my opinion, it, it, Christmas is a, is a very big mixed bag, kind of like Santa's big mixed bag, full of toys. And then you get to
1: Valentine's Day. And then Valentine's Day doesn't. It's...
0: D- Valentine's Day is more candy centric, and I think that that's why it takes the number two spot. Um, I would agree with that. Yeah, and then Easter. Easter just. Easter is also kind of candy centric, but it just doesn't have that that force behind it like Valentine's Day does. That's true. You know, Valentine's Day is like its own industry.
1: And Easter... And for me, Easter, I think, is
0: kind of a baby Christmas. Oh, yeah. Because it... Which is ironic, since it's exactly the opposite of baby Christmas. It's 33-year-old Christmas. That's
1: very true. Yeah. Uh, but as far as family traditions go, we would still have, you know, the food in the family uh, for Easter. No. Oh, yeah. You know, have a nice big... Meal at our dining table. We have to dress up, and there are definitely a couple.
0: Tie. There are a few holidays throughout the year that are sort of like a training day for Christmas, which is kind of like the right. big one. You know, you got Easter, which is kind of like, you know, if you're saying if we're saying that Christmas is like the national championship, then Easter is kind of like a day.
1: Yeah, that and that
0: time of year kind of works out, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It yeah, is
1: actually 2 days from when we are recording this.
0: Yeah, yeah. You will have uh, everyone will have just missed it by the time they're listening, but what they won't have missed is Easter. Taylor, what is your favorite Easter candy?
1: Oh, I love those Reese's puts out the their regular peanut butter cup, but it's in the shape of an egg. And for whatever reason, that ratio of chocolate to peanut butter in the shape of an egg is just perfect. I think they should sell those year-round. I don't want anything
0: to do with Reese's regular peanut butter cups. I want those Reese's eggs all year. You know what I think it is, Taylor? Uh, Regular Reese's cups have the edge on them that's Mm. sort of hard. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a little uh, thicker, kind of more, not exactly brittle because it's all soft, but you know what I mean? There's like an actual edge to it. Right. right? Whereas with, you know, your Reese's eggs, your Reese's pumpkins... You're Reese's Trees, Reese's Hearts. You're not getting that edge. That's true. And I think that that makes it a little bit more of a satisfying experience for some people. I bet you'll find some people saying that they like that edge. I bet there's some loonies saying that that's their favorite part. Mm. That they eat and that they eat the edge and then give the rest to their, to their girlfriend. Or I whatever. don't know if I could it's talk like, to a person like It's like that. a screwed up version of pizza crust. You know? hate <laughs> yeah, pizza, love the crust. Ugh. That's, I'm going to start saying that now. I... Love the edge of a Reese's Cup, but I don't think they should bother with all that peanut butter stuff. That's gross. Cooper. (laughs) It's some of the best part,
1: that combination. But hey, we digress.
0: No, no. But I I completely agree. I think that the mushiness, sort of just like the... There's something about having it all soft and just kind of... Yeah. It it, it lays in your mouth like an egg in a basket. Too true. (laughs) Thank you. A Easter treat that I'm quite (laughs) fond of are the, uh, the whoppers that are shaped like eggs. You know whoppers, like the, the malted milk balls? Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. They they do an egg that has like a candied coating. They really? Yeah, they have an egg that's like a candied coating on it instead of just chocolate. Right. Very nice.
1: I don't think I've ever had those. Yeah, they
0: come in like a little mini milk carton kind of thing. That's sounds uh, wonderful. I, you know, I, in years past, I've usually finished half the carton before we even uh, got our church shoes on and mm. headed out the door to... Uh, to go to church. Um, yeah. that's That sounds like a good candy then. Yeah, it's great. Uh, you have your requisite peeps. Uh, right, right. Uh,
1: I've actually, I have a
0: confession to make. I don't know oh. if I want to let the listeners know, but uh, I've never been a big fan of peeps. Have you ever done the, uh, open the package and then let them get a little stale thing? Mm-mm. That's a, It's not something I do, but I've heard that that's pretty popular. with Some people, they say that, you know, peeps that are like a few days stale Nothing better. Really? I'm not in that camp, but certainly see a lot of people making that call. I
1: I get the feeling that peeps are kind of a divisive candy.
0: I think they are. I think that everything about that marshmallow is not the most popular treat, and put that kind of weird sugar coating on the outside, and you're going to get something that uh, has a lot of different mixed opinions on for sure. Definitely. A funny story I have about peeps, it's no secret to friends and family, that uh, in my youth and kind of to this day... I'm a, I was a fan of the uh, Pokemon video game series, Pocket Monsters. Right. Uh, around uh, Easter 2009, Pokemon Platinum had just come out. Okay. I had, I had not gotten it yet, and I had asked for it for Easter, because in those days, my siblings and I still got a somewhat sizable gift from the Easter Bunny that is no longer now. It is a. Those were the days. Now it is a five dollar Google Play gift card at best. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I understand, but at the time we were in a position, age wise, to ask for such niceties. And are, are
1: you suggesting anything to the fact that the Easter Bunny? Uh,
0: I no. I think it's just that I. Age? I just don't think he owes me anything anymore. Uh, that's I, that's true. Yeah. You know, I guess.
1: I guess the older you get, the uh, the less impressed he is for
0: getting you something i just don't get the impression that he's made the same vow to children that santa claus has anyways i'd asked for the easter bunny to please give me pokemon platinum i want to start my adventure in the Sinnoh region all over again with my piplup or my chimchar even my turtwig Um, which one
1: would you usually start with oh
0: piplup i'm a water starter all the way I was so excited about this game, and on Easter morning, I woke up bright and early, surely before any of my family had woken up. I checked, even my siblings. Peeped. Even my siblings, and wow. I being the oldest, that that really shows how excited it, I, it I was. It does because yeah.
1: usually that, that youngest is up first. Mm-hmm.
0: I went upstairs <laughs> and I uh, I peeped into my uh, Easter basket, so to speak. How nice! Uh, and uh, not a not a Nintendo DS game in sight, and certainly not. Pokemon Platinum, oh, and no. I was crushed. I was so desperate to play that video game that I got on the family computer and started looking up on GameStop.com the trade in prices for many of the current Nintendo DS games that I owned at the time because I wanted to, on that next, I guess, Monday or whatever. Uh, go in and, and trade as many games as I could in hopes of getting that Pokemon Platinum. Right. That is the scene to which the rest of my family woke up is me on the computer, forlorn looking to see how much uh, you know, my copy of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire would, would trade in. And I, I have to tell you, Taylor, it was not a lot. That game was not in, <laughs> in high demand by that time. I being, can't imagine. Being nearly four years old and right. also being a bad Harry Potter video game. So I was crushed and then the rest of my family woke up I put on a smile with some effort, and I started opening my candy and stuff like that. And I, right. I told you know my parents that I was a little disappointed, but I I you know I wasn't gonna make too much of a scene about it. And, right. and they said, well, you should uh, you should uh, eat a peep to cheer you up. And I, I picked up the thing of peeps, and I didn't really notice this, but what I've later noticed is that one of the sort of openings of the peep box had been taped and was not glued oh. and I did open the box of peeps and behind those little marshmallow treats was Pokemon Platinum for the Nintendo DS, Taylor. Would you look at that? And I my day that, that made a happy kid. <laughs> my day was made. I, I, was, I was thrilled. Um, so that's, that's my you know, happiest Easter memory that, that involves candy. That's
1: awesome. I'm, I'm happy that you got that Pokemon
0: Platinum. Yes. I'm it, sure you
1: played that to no end.
0: Oh yeah. Hundreds of hours. Hundreds of hours, it was a great time. Played it all the way to Montgomery to see my grandmother
1: that day. I'll tell you, I I can't think of anything specific for me, like any stories or anything like that, but I always remember there was always some sort of, like, new pajama
0: pant, I think I always got. Oh, nice. And it was usually
1: sports-related.
0: That's cool. I like that little tradition. Yeah. That's great. Well, when everyone is hearing this, if they listen on the day it comes out, Easter will be less than a week away, and... From everyone here at the Bookhouse Studios, we hope you have a wonderful Easter. So, uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about, Taylor, this episode is kind of uh, kind of dedicated to sweet treats, I've decided. It's a good is... topic.
1: We started talking about Easter. Yeah. Um, brought me all that. We talked uh, all those memories about the candy and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you have more to talk about with, with candy?
0: Oh, yeah. So, April is a, not only a common month for the holiday of uh, Easter to take place... It is also the traditional end of Girl Scout cookie season.
1: Oh, you're right. Mm -hmm. You're right, you're right. Yes. Now, if I'm not mistaken, your favorite Girl Scout cookie is Tagalongs, correct?
0: Yes, yes. Tagalongs or peanut butter patties depends on uh, which bakery you have received these from. Because this is something, you know, I was, this might be hard to believe, Taylor, but I was not a Girl Scout. (laughs) But I was I was in the Boy Scouts of America. Yes, and uh, but my sister was not a Girl Scout either, and I didn't really know anybody who was, so I didn't really know the nitty gritty of the operation. And I found out, you know, years later that for some of the Girl Scout cookies, there are two different cookies that are sort of similar but are made by different bakeries to handle oh. the massive load I didn't that, know that the Girl Scouts so, yeah. For several of the most popular cookies, there are two different bakeries that are both told sort of the main idea of the cookie and then kind of do their own thing with it. Oh. So you have peanut butter patties and tagalongs, which is where one of them is a little more peanut butter heavy compared to being a little more like chocolate and shortbread heavy. Right. And then you have um, shortbread and trefoils, similar difference, just sort of a different uh, makeup. Dosi dos and peanut butter sandwiches, same thing. Okay. Um, those are sort of the primary ones that are you know, those are oh uh Caramel Delights and Samoas are also a similar cookie oh, really? that are made and so I would you have know, thought
1: Thinmins would also be on the uh, list. Uh,
0: Thin Thinmints I think is so ubiquitous that mm. they either they're all made by one in a higher quantity or right. they both make it using the same recipe, huh. because Thin Mints are, are true originals from all the research I've done. What? But this is not exactly a celebration of Girl Scout cookies, Taylor. I, I have a little beef with the organization. Oh, you do? Yeah. Please so tell me a few what, years, what's going on. A few years ago, the Girl Scouts announced that they would do a, a new cookie inspired by one of the oldest campfire traditions, s'mores. Oh,
1: that yes. would be such a good cookie. I love... That's my favorite flavor of Pop-Tarts, actually. Oh, that's Got a good some tart. Got in the pantry right now. Oh,
0: nice. That is a great Pop-Tart. And, of course, it sounds like a home run. Girl Scout cookie that are based on s'mores? Yeah. I mean, that's going to be... What could a, be better? Yeah, that's going to be a hit. Here's where these bakeries really screwed up. Oh, and man. And I think, I think the fault lies not in them, but with the Girl Scouts, because I think the Girl Scouts should have had a bit of a stronger hand on this. Mm. They told both of the bakeries... To make a s'mores cookie. so They they went ahead and
1: assumed there would be a need for two bakeries.
0: Yeah. They they figured that this would be one of the most popular kinds. Um, Right. And I think that that hubris has led to their downfall a bit because they told both bakeries to make their own uh, different version. I don't think they explicitly said a different version, but said, here's the idea. It's a s'mores cookie uh, that we can mass produce. Go nuts. And so there are two different versions, which uh, I'm going to show you, uh, but, and I beg our listeners at home to please just Google Girl Scout s'mores, it'll be obvious. So, basically one is like a Oreo kind of cookie, you know, it's two cookies with sort of a cream uh, filling, which I suppose is like a marshmallow and a chocolate. That one definitely
1: looks more like a s'more. Yes. I don't know how that tastes, but it definitely has the look and makeup of a s'more. Yeah, and
0: then the other one is more of like I think what they have done is it's like a graham cracker Mm -hmm. that is coated in marshmallow and then in chocolate. And it's sort of more of a traditional kind of Keebler style cookie. And that would be fine. Here's the problem. There is no fun little difference in the name, but with like peanut butter patty and tagalongs. Taylor, both of these cookies are called Girl Scout s'mores. Oh, man. That is insane to me. Unforgivable in my eyes. They can't do that. No. That is a crime. Because there is no way to tell anyone easily which version you prefer. Cause you say, I would like Girl Scout s'mores, please, and they have to say which one? Like the one that's like a like kinda like a sandwich, like an Oreo, or the one that's like a graham cracker with the chocolate. You sound like they you both sound like idiots yeah, in that's... that in that trade off, and it's horrible. That sucks. It really does. I understand why all the girls wanna be Boy Scouts now. That's I'm not entirely up to date on that issue, but I'm pretty sure that this is why. I think, I, I think you're right. And
1: I was thinking to myself a while back, actually, uh, when we had some Girl Scouts come to our door hmm. and they were asking us what we wanted and they were kind of promoting this new cookie and they had these two different images up. They had like a, a poster there, carrying a poster with <laughs> their like wagon full of cookies. Yeah, so, yeah. The poster said Girl Scout S'mores, and it had the two different cookies. And she said, "Would you like to try, you know, the new Girl Scout S'mores?" And I said, "Yeah, great, I'll I'll take some." And then she asked me which one. And I'm like, uh, uh, "I don't know. I mean, are they not is is it not just one?" She said, "No, it's both of these." Different and I just S'mores. hate and,
0: that this little girl embarrassed you like that on your own front door. And then I had to
1: buy both.
0: Oh. Man, that's just so emasculating. I hate that for you, Taylor. I really do. I appreciate it. So, I guess this is sort of a call to action. What's that call? I'm making the call to please either consolidate the cookie, have some sort of fight club, battle to the death, where you decide to just make one, or give one of them a different name. Call one of them s'mores, (laughs) and then one of them, you know, like, Great Graham, or or Mighty Marshmallow, or something like that. I mean, if you want that to list... reasonable. I can write up a list of 50 possible s'mores-themed names for your other cookie. Girl Let's Scouts. do
1: that next show. I, I, Let's yeah, just lift, that, list off our
0: 50 names of potential sounds,
1: Girl Scout cookies. That
0: sounds great. I will at least have my best five. Me too. Um, so that's, yeah, that's really... I didn't mean to get so heated. I was kind of yelling there for a bit, but I feel strongly about this. And this is a real issue. It's a real issue, and it's one that I hope to see fixed in the near future. It's it's one that we need people talking about. All right. So now let's not let the Girl Scouts live rent-free in our heads for a single moment more and uh, start discussing our last topic for the day. Along with Easter, there's another big event coming. Graduation? No, not graduation. Mother's Day? Not Mother's Day. I mean, those are big events that are coming soon. What could it be? The beginning of the summer blockbuster season. The summer blockbuster season, which is in my mind being kicked off with Avengers Endgame mm. and is followed suit by titles such as John Wick. Ah, uh, Three. am about that. John Wick Chapter 3. We got Spider Man, new one coming out. And will this um, one be uh, Winter Formal? Uh, <laughs> it's going to be Spider Man Prom. Uh, no, it's something, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, they're on a field trip oh, okay. to Europe.
1: Oh, that's fun. And
0: uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is Mysterio, and he's causing all sorts of trouble. Oh. Yeah, yeah it should be fun.
1: Yeah. Uh, and
0: then we got... It'd be fun to see the web slinger slinging from anything
1: that's not New York buildings. Yes,
0: our friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, not in a neighborhood? In whatever they that's call crazy. neighborhoods in Europe? Maybe Barrios? Le Neighborhood? <laughs> or Le... Like... The neighborhood, might We can do some accents. Do you have an accent to pull out? You got, you got a good Russian in you. Oh, yeah. the uh, Aha. The neighborhood. Mmm. Das neighborhood. Lots of fun stuff. This is great. Uh, what else we got? We got a new x Man movie coming out. Dark oh, do we? Yeah, X-Men. I did not know uh, that. Yeah, it's another one in, like, the first class series oh, with the youngins. It's, uh, I
1: thought they finished those off.
0: No, they had one more in them, I guess. Okay. Uh, and it's, uh, it's Dark Phoenix.
1: Can't say that I've seen any recent
0: ones. Yeah, but summer blockbuster season is upon us, and keeping with the theme of our episode today, Taylor... Figured we'd kind of talk about movie theater snacks.
1: Ooh, yeah. get that popcorn going, that mm-hmm. butter a little melted.
0: Maybe a little, uh, you know, garlic salt or something like that. Ooh. Yeah. And, or that cheddar salt. You know, oh, very nice.
1: Got all those different salts out now. You just... Yeah, you got to
0: keep... Decide.
1: Keep one of your psycho friends from trying to put the caramel salt and in it. Sometimes I got Girl Scout cookies too. Oh, and yeah. They, they you ne- never know what these movie theaters are going to have now. Have you ever been to
0: one of those movie taverns? Where you eat a whole meal, basically? I went, uh, when I was in Las Vegas, I went to a place that does have like a little, yeah, it's a movie tavern. It lets right. you order. And I didn't really get anything because I had just paid $20 for the ticket. Oh. Uh, and I didn't want to pay any more. Wait, it's that expensive just for the movie ticket? Yeah, because it's a premium. On top of the food? Yeah, because aside from the food, you're still in like a premium theater, with which has like a better screen and a better sound. And, and this made it worth it to me, a seat that reclines.
1: Ooh. And not just
0: leans leans back; it reclines, and a footrest comes out, and that made it all worth it to me. That recliner really elevated my Captain Marvel viewing experience from you know a seven or an eight, which you know that's based on the movie's own merits, which is pretty good for a for a Marvel movie, yeah, seven or for eight. Sure. Yeah, that elevated that experience from a seven or eight to a nine or a ten. Man, that's great. Yeah. I I don't
1: think I've ever heard you say that before.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I rarely say that.
1: Although I. I guess I won't I wouldn't be able to speak to any of that. I've never watched a movie in a nice recliner in a premium theater, but yeah. it sounds nice. I don't know if I'd I don't know if I'd be willing to pay that. I certainly would love to try it someday.
0: Yeah, the reason I went is because it was in walking distance from uh, our hotel in Vegas, uh, so it was just the closest one, I'd, and I wouldn't have to pay money for a lift or something like that. But right, right, right. Uh, so anyway, on the topic of movie theater snacks, what is your favorite movie theater snack aside from popcorn? If you're if you're doing anything else aside from the, the classic popped corn, uh, what do you bring it into that to that showing of uh, of Toy Story Four this summer?
1: I gotta say, if it's not popcorn, it's gotta be chocolate. Ooh! That's in what
0: form? What what form are we talking here?
1: Something I can pop in my
0: mouth. Okay. You know, I
1: I love that aspect of popcorn. Mm-hmm. Any other sort of chocolate that's small and that I can just kind of keep putting in. Munchable. Uh, yeah, munchable. Yeah. I would say, so like a Reese's pieces. Yeah, or I like a milk dud. M and M's milk dud. Yeah. You know, any any sort of candy like that. Um, I'm just—I'm a, a big chocolate guy. Hmm. I'm not any sort of a soury or anything like that. Mm, but yeah. I still love that aspect of just putting just munching.
0: What I like, if there's also sort of a, a popcorn for the group, I I wouldn't I don't do this if there's no popcorn because I find it too sweet. But I like a nice box of Mike and Ike's. Oh, that's true. They cut the saltiness of the popcorn, and the popcorn cuts the Mike and Ike's in a really great way. You know, maybe pop. Pop one in right after the other, if you're feeling Ooh. a little adventurous, do it at the same time for kind of a ratatouille type thing. Oh, that um, sounds nice. Yeah, and it, it, it creates a very, you know, complex flavor in your gob while I you're bet. while you're watching a uh, you know, it chapter two or whatever. I don't think that's right. coming out in the fall, but you I'm know. trying to think of like topical movies that are coming out this <laughs> the right.
1: Mike and Ike's always reminds me of my best man, Matt Haw. Oh. He, that is his favorite candy. I don't know if that's his favorite candy in movie theaters, but it's certainly his favorite candy, period. Right. Thanks now, It's a good one. Now, do you have any sort of treats for movies that you fix outside of the theater that you oh. like? Because I'll tell you, this might sound crazy, but my favorite all-time movie snack that isn't served in theaters, because mm. it's, it's not traditional, but mm. I fix it at home... Mm. Pop a bag of popcorn, put it in a big bowl, get some flavor blasted extra cheddar goldfish. Oh, yes. Put it in the bowl with it, kind of mix it up. You get some cheddar popcorn and some buttery goldfish, and it's just, it's a really good combination.
0: Not only sounds great, it is great. You've made that for us here at the book house a number of times, and it's a great treat. You know, sort of a <gasps> sort of a trail mix of, of saltiness that is really quite great. But what about you? Um if I'm bringing something from out of doors into the movie theater personally I don't really do this now this is definitely when I was a a man uh who had less funds than I do today mm-hmm. cuz now I you know I want to support my local movie theater and you know right. uh, concessions is how they make most of their money so I will usually nowadays if I'm going to have a snack I'll usually buy it at the theater but in high school and stuff like that I would often go to you know your Dollar Tree or your Dollar General and buy what I would be buying at the theater and just bring that in. So your Mike and Ikes or your Reese's pieces for a for a considerably smaller amount of money. And then you know I've maybe once or twice brought like a chicken sandwich or something like that. Uh, From interior. where? Oh, like a, a Chick-fil-A or something like that. I've done that once. Huh? Uh, did you did you miss a meal or is that just? You are just craving a Chick-fil-A Just sandwich? like, you know, it was at Cobb, and there was one right by, you know, there's one right by the movie theater. I thought, Oh, there is. Yeah. I, I thought forget about that. Yeah, I thought, why not? And uh, that might sound a little weird, Taylor, but uh, I asked some of our friends on Twitter about some of their weird uh, movie theater snacks, both ones that they enjoy as well as ones that they have seen other people enjoy, uh, and I got some pretty good responses. Yeah, um, let's hear some. I'm, I'm eager. Sarah Avery Vice. My very own sister uh, says, My friend brought carrot sticks and zesty Italian dressing to dip them in. The loudest snack you could possibly eat, and the Italian dressing had a very off-putting smell. This Ooh. sounds torturous. Ooh. Bad friend. You didn't think, did she not think to
1: tell her friend before the movie to maybe not bring mm. that?
0: Yeah, maybe it was a secret. Maybe she did not find out until the moment. Because I will say,
1: there. any weird snack I've ever seen with my friends, we've always prepared it before we go together. Yeah. So if there was any weird snack going on that I didn't think would be good, I would tell my friends, that's not a good idea. I don't want zesty ranch in my yeah. movie theater.
0: My, my biggest thing, if I'm going to bring out-of-doors food into the movie theater, is always to make sure it has a pleasant aroma that's why I did that's have true. to kind of uh, deliberate about the chicken sandwich, but I realized I mean it's just a, ch- a a good chick-fil-a chicken sandwich it has a pretty nice smell uh just sort of that everybody kind of likes that yeah that chicken eagle and yeah peanut yeah, oil yeah yeah sort of thing. A, yeah so I didn't think I thought worse comes to worse it just make people jealous so uh, I didn't have any problem with that but speaking of bad smells, our mm. friend uh from right here in Tuscaloosa Nick says uh I had forgotten to eat lunch, so I improvised and brought in two McDoubles to see Call Me By Your Name. Ooh. Big mistake. Made the whole theater smell of beef. Ooh. And so this, our friend Nicholas has made a dire error and brought in something that did sort of curdle in the nostrils and create a bad aroma.
1: I don't know what I would do if I smelled McDoubles in a theater.
0: Oh, yeah. Trying times, for sure. Let's see here... Who's next? Our friend Connor brought an Arby's French dip into a movie. Mm.
1: That just that doesn't even sound that bad to have around. Yeah. It just sounds hard to do. Yeah, I know. Like, how do you French dip in a movie theater? I know, there
0: are moving parts there that are, are uh, very interesting to me. Our friend Alexandra comes to us from Chicago with a story that is not exactly about a movie theater, but okay. rather a traditional theater. Oh. Uh, she was ushering. At a theatrical performance, okay, and a gentleman unwrapped and started eating a burger during the play. And something about that really drives me wild. The idea of enjoying such a thing, not at a movie, but in a place where there are actual people up there treading the boards, you know, having live sp- live having the spirit of thespis speak through them. The idea of eating a big slab of beef between two buns while all that happens is very off-putting to me. Thank you for that submission, Alexandra. Yeah. I will be thinking about that one for quite some time. That's about it. So as far as... Uh, what a fun yeah uh,
1: experience that our friends have
0: had with yes. movie
1: theater snacks. Yeah, so...
0: lack thereof. Since we're seeing people bring so much stuff into the theater, I was thinking maybe it's time to add a couple of new favorites to the traditional sort of movie theater offerings because you got your popcorn you have your snack nachos you have maybe a hot dog at some places your candy uh some places i know in texas uh a a pickle is Mm. a popular thing as well as maybe some other uh and for
1: whatever reason i've i've never been but I get the feeling in Wisconsin they might have cheese curds or
0: something like that. Yeah, that that sounds right. Yeah, cheese curds definitely feels like a thing for Wisconsin and stuff like that. Uh, but I was thinking maybe it's time to get a little more inventive with movie theater snacks. So I think it's time that we come up with some new stuff that they should start selling at movie theaters nationwide and possibly even worldwide. I am
1: glad we we're on the same page there. I was thinking to myself before we even started on this... Of how it would be so great if movie theaters just gave me a big old steak when I Ooh, entered. You know?
0: Right. Because you get that at the premium theaters, but honestly... But so just on a regular theater. No, I, think, I think your AMC, your AMstar, your Cobb, I think every single one of those should just have a boy out back grilling them up. Oh, uh, yeah. Like right on the grill. And they even
1: ask you, you know... Rare, medium, or well done. And yeah, yeah, like what do you want And they you know? bring it to you before you enter.
0: Season it yourself.
1: Yeah, season it yourself. That sounds wonderful. They give you a knife and fork, and there are specific seats in the theater that have little, like, busboy buckets Ooh. next to them, you know? Yeah. Little... Because you don't want to have a paper plate with a steak. No, that would not no, go no, well. no, no.
0: No, that's, that's a mm. recipe for a bad time.
1: But there's that. Man, the options are endless. I would love to see lots of things in movie theaters, but grilled steak, definitely first option.
0: My number one is, you know, it's summertime coming up soon. Uh, I want to have some summertime snacks in the movie theater. And I was thinking maybe just a big old piece of watermelon, Ooh, you know, just bite into that. You know, maybe you get a—they give you a cup to spit the seeds into. If this is a you're seeded one
1: down your elbows. Oh
0: man, just yeah, just imagine sitting there on that Thursday night premiere of Avengers Endgame, watching Tony Stark being murdered by the mad Titan Thanos, and you—you're just—you have tears streaming from your eyes and watermelon <laughs> streaming from your mouth. And I just think that, that would be such a memorable moment in your life. I think you would tell your kids and your grandkids and even your great-grandkids about when the big, mean, purple Josh Brolin did kill Robert Downey Jr., both in the movie and in real life. While eating watermelon. While eating that sweet, sweet watermelon. Because I'm not a big And I feel like that story would come up when
1: your great-grandkids had their first piece of watermelon.
0: Right, yeah, yeah. When they're four years old... That obviously
1: would be the memory associated with that. Yes.
0: When they're four years old and I take them out in the backyard... And I'm, I'm grilling up, you know, maybe some steaks or something like that for for the family.
1: Maybe it's the 4th of July. 4th of
0: July. You know, maybe we have shot off some bottle rockets in the recent past or are to do so in the near future. Uh, and I give the kids a piece of watermelon and they're like, Pappy, what do we do with this? And I say, you bite into it. Like I did back on Thursday, April 25th at 6.30 p.m. When I had Yeah, when I had my front row seat to... Watching Don Cheadle and Rocket Raccoon team up to shoot all of Thanos' mean sidekicks, all of his grunts and gremlins. That would be a
1: good story. I bet your four-year-old
0: great-grandchild would enjoy that. Yeah, and because of the way that Disney as sort of a company is going, by the time of my grandchildren and great-grandchildren, Disney will probably own the school systems. And so they will have already started teaching everybody about the adventures of Rocket Raccoon and his tree friend Groot, and Thor, uh, the Mightiest Avenger, and the Green Man Hulk. They will be sort of Johnny... You know, kids won't really learn about Johnny Appleseed. They will learn about Star-Lord.
1: That makes more sense.
0: Which is fine by me. I mean, who who are the figures of American folklore that we've got right now? We've got Johnny Appleseed... Paul Bunyan. Um, I can't think of any others. The guy, Picos Bill. Um, Who's that? Picos Bill, he, I think he rode a tornado.
1: Uh, um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's a classic butt. Uncle Sam. I guess he's not necessarily a character, yeah, but... Yeah, but
0: yeah, no, he's sort of in that same uh, uh, milieu. The guy who, uh, what's the guy who chopped through the mountain? Kind of um, hammered his way through a mountain. Then he, John... I John was thinking Henry, John, John, John. Henry. I John believe Henry. it was John Henry. Those and guys sing all sing that song. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Those guys all suck. In comparison. Yeah, I mean they're fine on their own, but I mean John Henry had what a big hammer. I right. know of a guy with an even bigger hammer who can also shoot lightning out of it, and that is Thor. Um, Johnny Appleseed just grows bad apples. Tony Stark invents a freaking super suit that can shoot and kill anybody including apples yeah including apples those apples are are an apple pie now because of tony's great invention that's even more american definitely is yes so we've gotten a bit off topic but that is just sort of the future of america and that's inevitable and disney is going to own every company uh in five years uh including us and our grandkids and probably the watermelon factory uh where they make watermelons right so what Uh, other uh, movie theater snacks do you want
1: I was thinking, I don't know why I'm on this kick of meat, but I would really enjoy some ribs.
0: Ooh. Specifically Dreamland ribs. Oh, that would be nice. Maybe a a partnership with Cobb or something like that for that one specifically. That would get a little messy, Taylor. You know,
1: I thought about that, and kind of alongside the grilled steak chair idea, uh, maybe at various chairs in
0: the theater itself, Mm. you'd have wet wipes. Okay. I was thinking maybe put a a full sink on the back of every single seat in the movie theater. Oh, see, theater that's a good option <laughs> so that too. You can sort of, and you don't have to turn it on all the way. You can just sort of quietly run a trickle and sort of you know splash water onto your face and use a napkin to clean yourself. I think that that would work quite well. I think it would too, but it might be expensive for the theaters because then I have to start paying for plumbing. And water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I suppose so. I guess that's a lot more than. The action that the sinks in the bathroom get, but I guess that would be an expense. They would have to. It's either that or clean up a bunch of rib juice. So yeah, ribs are uh, are a definite option. Uh, let's see what else. What else am I thinking?
1: Ooh, what about some nice tamales?
0: Oh, yeah, tamales sounds really great. I think a lot of, like, kind of street food, you know, food truck kind of things, it's all designed to be handheld. That's true. You know, just any sort of combination of meat and cheese and vegetables in sort of a bread shell in whatever form or culture that you prefer. I think all of that would work really great. Yeah,
1: pizza, burrito. Yeah.
0: Taco. Hell, even partner with the food trucks, have them lined up outside hey, the theater. That's an idea. I think that that's a winning combination. I really. We should pitch
1: that. We could make a lot of money.
0: Yeah, that's true. We could be. Yeah, we could be Mr. Food Truck, Mr. Movie Food Truck. That's a good name. I what think that up?
1: just about does it.
0: Yeah, I think. I think we have to. We have to go. We have to write up some business plans. So, um, uh, I guess, uh, I, I, I'm Vice, and I'm Vincent. Uh, Have a nice night!